Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. It's 135 in Edmonton. It is Earth Day. Who better to get as a guest as we head off to a River Creek Resort Casino hotline than Edmonton sporting icon, Montreal-based media personality, and former Green Party member, George LaRock. Hello, George. How you doing? Very good, Bob. How's everything? Well, not bad. It's uh, it's Earth Day today, and you're in the Green Party. This is right up your day, isn't it? Uh, yes, that's right. You know, Earth Day, I want to tell everybody happy Earth Day, and also I want to say, Bob, that uh, on Earth Day, the best thing you can do for planet Earth is to be vegan, my friend. <laughs> There we go. And this is where I... You don't like that one, huh? You don't like that one, huh? (laughs) George, this is where I mentioned to you the best pizza in the city, still making a great Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. 50-plus years, Edmonton-owned and operated. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza, the Mediterranean chicken. The secondary Stoffer recommendation is the meat lovers. There you go, George. You're you're tough on the phone like that, huh? You You wouldn't do that on my <laughs> what are you talking about? You destroyed me with the head and I came back and speared you. Like, come on, man, George. What are you talking that's, about? That's <laughs> no, no, I'm just having fun with you. I, I know it was something near to dear uh, to your heart, so uh, we, we thought we'd have a little bit of fun. And, George, I have a feeling that uh, this, this next text might get you going, too. The Boomer has texted the show to say Montreal and the refs teamed up for a Canadian's win. The refs' blanking suck this year, says the Boomer. And he says, it's a failure of Ken Holland's part that we don't have a nuclear deterrent. Now, it should be mentioned, Jujar Kamer got knocked out of the first game. And uh, Zach Cassian suffered. We're hoping it's just a Charlie Horse or a hip flexor early in the game, too. Those are two of the Oilers' more physical players. And Mark Bergevin, as you know, George, he rebuilt the Canadians into a much tougher team. But did the Canadians' defense last night get away with some liberties against some of the Oilers' star players? Give me your thoughts, George. 
Well, I would say that in in a, in a, in a season, it evens up. Like, if you look on both sides of the way, like, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's negative. So we never know. Like, sometimes you're right that sometimes the referee's been inconsistent this year. And look at Conor McDavid. There's a couple of hits that he's done that he didn't get punished for it and stuff. So you could go on the other side and say sometimes, you know, the others got it, sometimes Montreal got it. But at the end of the season, you cannot say that, you know, referee was bad for you. Because I think that, you know, everybody gets bounces. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad. But at the end of the day, I think it's even. So to say that they lost because of that yesterday, I wouldn't say that. I'm telling you right now, Montreal was the better team. However, the way the game was officiated with fewer calls in the first couple of periods, that works to the Canadians' advantage because Edmonton's got a way better power play and better penalty killing. The yeah. Canadians are strong. Yeah. Canadians are a good five-on-five team. We just had Kevin Weeks on the show, and Kevin talked yeah. about how the Oilers always had, you know, they had Dave Semenko, then they had Dave Brown, then they had Louis DeBrus, then they had George LaRocque in 06. And Kevin said, you know what, Bob, if I was running the Oilers, I would have a hammer. I would have a guy, even if he's only playing seven or eight minutes, who plays against the tough teams to give a little bit different look. I'd like to get your thoughts on that. What do you think? Are those days gone, or should the Oilers investigate, you know, having a guy like that? Well, you know, like, you think that with Cassian and with, you know, like, uh, Donna Nurse at, at D, your toughness is good enough, you know, like you don't need, you don't need that because, you know, right now, I think the others right now, it's not toughness that they need. They need secondary scoring. Every time they split the McDavid and the dry saddle line, they can't score anymore. So that's why when you look at that, this is where the issue is when you're looking at that. So if your team is any tougher, how are you going to get more scoring because of that? So that's why, Bob, I understand what you're saying, but this time has changed a bit. You need guys that could play and that could bring a physical presence, kind of like Josh Anderson. He's, a, he's one of the best power forward in the game today. And why? Because he could skate, he could hit, he's intimidating to defense. And look what he did. He's the one that beat the others yesterday. So that's why when you look at all that, you know, like, no, I don't think that the problem in the others is the toughness, more so as the, the forward that needs to support a supporting cast better than the one that we've seen. And I'm happy that Paul Yarvey uh, this year is bringing wow. And now, because, man, compared to, to before, uh, that one year you played in Finland, like really showing you that now he gets it and now he wants to be part of the solution, right? So it's amazing seeing that from him and stuff because uh, when you see all that and stuff, like I look at him, the way that he's playing now, it's like it's remarkable because now they're looking at a guy that could play top line minutes and he's contributing. So that's really encouraging because without him, imagine the problem that the team would have in terms of finding another guy that could fill in those top six positions. And now I think that next year he's going to be even better. Well, George, here's the beauty of the situation for Edmonton. They have about 20 to $25 million in cap space this summer. So let's just assume they get Nugent Hopkins re-signed. They have McDavid. They have, they have McDavid, Drysaddle, Nugent Hopkins, Pugliarvi, and Yamamoto. Even though Yamamoto's small, he's a competitive player. He's not scoring at the same rate as last year, but he's still a good, useful player. That's five top six forwards, and they have the money to sign a second-line left wing. They've, they still have Archibald and Cassian that can play further down the side on the right side. They got Ryan McLeod coming. They got Holloway coming. Yeah, they might have a chance to have a little bit deeper team, and they're going to have the money to sign a second-line left wing and maybe add a little bit more secondary scoring, which is what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, it is. But, but, you know, another thing also that they need to have, they didn't address it last year. 
And this year it seems to be okay with Smith, way better than I thought it was going to be. But yeah. the goalie situation also, uh, they, they're not going to have another break like they did this year that Smith kind of saved a bit of the season because not goaltending is not as bad as we thought it was going to be, but they have to address this next year. And it's, it can be a year-to-year basis like this for a guy that is much older and you wonder if you can have another year in him. So the goaltending is another priority that they, they, they need to address. Very fair assessment on your part, George. The Montreal Canadiens, George, I'm telling you right now, they're the team Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton don't want to play in the playoffs. Agree or disagree? No, I totally agree with you. It's funny because Montreal, you know what team they would want to play in the playoffs is Edmonton because they know how to shut down the McDavid and Dreisaitl. So they would rather play Edmonton than the Jets in Toronto. So that's why it's so interesting. They're trying to play right now in their seating and, and hopefully, like, you know, for them, if Edmonton finished first, they finished fourth, they play them. But, but it's crazy because it doesn't make any sense to me that they have so much success against the Oilers, but, but they find ways to... Look, they frustrate Dreisaitl again. McDavid is so good. He finds ways to contribute. But Dreisaitl, nowhere to be seen in those two games. So that's why for Montreal, if you look at the odds, but obviously they're not going to be able to pick who they're going to play against. But, man, I would not like it if I was an Edmonton to play against a Montreal team that would have a care prize that is 100% and fully rested for the playoffs because this is as good as it was last year in the playoffs. It's going to be crazy. So you're hosting the show in Montreal. McDavid has two goals and six points against the Canadians in two games. What were what were people saying after the first game when the because the Canadians had lost six of eight after losing four one to Edmonton on Monday? McDavid splits the D on the defense. How much nervousness was there in the Montreal market after that loss? Well, to be honest with you, not that much because the game in hand that Montreal has, and there's so many points ahead of Calgary and Vancouver, so they weren't that nervous. No, they, they were like I'm, I'm telling you that game last night and the next two games against Calgary. This is where everybody was going to see where Montreal was going to be because Montreal just has to play for 500 and they're in. Six games out of the 12 they need to be confirming the playoffs. Yep. Uh, well, the other teams they need to play for like 900, which is not going to happen. So that's why if you look at the positioning right now, maybe other teams will have a better end of the season like the cannot, but they're too far back to have a chance to pass the Canadians. So that's why they have more breathing room. Uh, that uh, that top four defense, George, that's a tough defense. Give Bergevin credit. He gets Joel Edmondson to come in there and play with Petrie. Sherratt's back with Weber. Weber got away with a lot of cross-checks there against Dreisaitl, didn't he? Well, you know, Weber has a VIP card with the referees, which I don't understand because it doesn't make sense. Like, he should be called way more often. You know, the, the days of the, 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 the Chris Pranger days that he could cross-check guys, do whatever he want with his sticks are over. So the fact that he could do whatever he wants, you're right that it's not right. And and I look at that and what he does and stuff, it's crazy. So he, he like the re- I think that you know coaches should talk to referees and stuff to make sure this doesn't happen. But you can't look at guys name in the back to say, oh, it's Weber, it's okay to do that. The game is faster for him. He needs to slash guys to get to give himself some room because it's way harder for him. He was criticized by the Montreal media, and that's why he had to play harder yesterday. But, man, he, he did got away with a couple of penalties that I would have given. And, by the way, George, you said dry settle was quiet. You meant quiet offensively because he threw, yeah, some, offensively, huge, offensively. He threw yeah, some big hits in that series of games. Yeah, well, yeah but, you know, if you're not going to score, like, be physical, be a factor. Yeah. At least he find a way to do that, but I'm, I was talking offensively because usually him and, and Connor like lifts up the league, but uh, now just Connor did. Hey, uh, when you played, 
who were the defensemen that cross-checked you the most or stuck you the most in front of Lynette when you when you tried to get in front yeah, of Lynette? Pronger. Pronger? Pronger was. Yeah, Pronger was because uh, Pronger was insane. Pronger was like... Uh, like man, he speared me. Did everything he wanted to, and and you know he he had Tony Twist and Kelly Chase in his lineup, so he kind of knew that uh, he was well protected. Because I was like, if I was really mad at that, well, I could see Twister and then have fun with him and stuff. So let's I remember. That he put... Go ahead. Go. I was gonna say you keep going. I cut you off. Sorry. No, no, no. And then, but I did fight Twister once, but it's not because of Pranger, because I wanted to make a name for myself. But uh, still, uh, Pranger was probably the nastiest defense that I played against. George, I was working for St. Louis doing Foncord and stats. I was in their truck when you fought Twister. And Twister was buddies with the TV producer from St. Louis. So he finishes fighting you. You did very well in that fight. Like, he was the guy at that point. He comes into our truck and sits right next to me. He's got his skates off. He's got his pants off. And he's sitting, uh, like, his hockey pants off at that point. He puts sweats on. And he's still got his, he had, like, a, a, a blue shirt with the arms uh, ripped off on the side. Yeah. He's got those big yeah. guns, right? And he's sitting yeah. next to me, and he looks, he goes, that bugger is strong. Like he said that, he said that LaRock, he's, I think, he, I think he, he goes, that's a strong dude, man. And he just looked, I was like, he goes, yeah. that guy, he goes, that guy's going to be trouble for guys in the future. He goes, he yeah. threw me around. You did all right in that fight, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. As a rookie, it's pretty good. I look at Ron Lowe. I said, put me out there. He looked at me and said, you sure, kid? I said, yeah. And then I went out there. And, and if he didn't, if his jersey was tied down, it would have been even worse. But he lost his jersey. You know how everything was. He lost his jersey, his shirt, and everything. And it was the rule that if you did that, you were going to get kicked out of the game. So that's what happened. And he got kicked out because he wasn't tied down. And you never fought him again? No, no. And that's the only time I played him. Now Hatcher used to Hatcher used to wield the pretty Hatcher map to Chuck and Ludwig. Those guys used to hack and whack pretty good too, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Hatcher, actually, Hatcher. You remember when I played the star? Hatcher was scared. I used to run him over all the time and try to get get to engage him. He wanted nothing to do with me, but he'd go after our small guys and stuff. You remember that? And the yes. battle against the stars all the time, I would chase him all the time, try to hit him, try to get him to drop the glove. He wanted nothing to do with me. He was so afraid. It was crazy. I love those, those stars, the battle that we had, Emerson and the stars. I just don't like the fact that they mostly get off all the time in the playoffs, but I did not like that team. Well, that might have been, George, because they had about $80 million worth of players and you guys had yeah, exactly. $35 million. Exactly. All right. Hey, George, happy Earth Day again. What's the be- If people want to help support Earth Day, what's the best thing that they can do? The best thing, is, as you can do, obviously, is start recycling, composting your stuff, and stop wasting your food. Uh, because when you waste it, too much waste is too much garbage and stuff. And at the same time, if you could cut down your meat consumption and have more plant-based stuff, you're going to improve the environment by eating better. All right, George, awesome stuff. Appreciate you having us on or having you joining us on the show once a week. And we'll hook up next week, George. Thanks, brother. You bet. That is George LaRock. It is 149 in Edmonton. Former defenseman Mark has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text, uh, text line. Under no circumstances do you have a hired thug on your roster. This year is a one, one-off. one At no time in the future are you going to be playing the same teams eight or nine times in a season. Uh, the need to customize your roster for one particular team will be irrelevant after this year. Hired thugs don't play in the playoffs. If the refs 
refs aren't going to call the game by the book, or at least equally, you take matters into your own hands. Management calls them out after the game, or maybe the next morning, and suffers the fines or whatever. That's my own little adjustment there. Further, in the words of Sean Connery, says former defenseman Mark, they put one of yours in the hospital, you put one of theirs in the morgue. Honestly, you may have to suffer a suspension. Hunt a particular player down and lay them down. You don't like the ref, accidentally rub them out. There you go. That's from former defenseman Mark. That is uh, tough talk here. On winners now. Drew says, Bob, George and Louie are the bomb. Well, you know what? I think Kevin Weeks has been a pretty good add to the show. We had a lot of real positive uh, responses to his addition. Uh, VR Greg says, somebody needs to tell Petman that people don't watch hockey to see bad officiating. There you go. You can text us at any time. Uh, <laughs> Can I use this phrase? Uh, what the heck? We're going to go ahead. Haji says, Bob, the NHL can't continue to suck and blow at the same time. You can't preach player safety being paramount and then allow the Webers of the league to do everything but break a stick across Leon or Connor's back. A back injury could end either Leon or Connor's career, and these players uh, cannot be ignored until a franchise uh, – this rule this cannot be ignored until a franchise's player's career is ended. When did the rule book change? Does it only seems cross-checks uh, hur- uh, hurtling a player into the boards get called. This was certainly a difference in uh, the Canadians' play last night after Zach left the game versus Monday when Zach played arguably his best game of the year. Holland sitting on his hands and not getting a physical presence as an addition to help in the playoffs will cost the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, Adam says, Bob, fabulous trio of guests today. Great job. That one comes to us from Adam. Again, you can keep uh, texting us anytime, 780-496-0063. I mentioned Royal Pizza. Pizza, past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. All April, enjoy a free 2-liter Coke product with the purchase of two large pizzas. Order online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We will head off to this day. In Oilers history, it is presented daily by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel. Brendan, you're up. 1984, the Oilers get three-point efforts from Wayne Gretzky, Yari Curry, and Pat Hughes to beat the Calgary Flames 7-4 to win the Smite Division and advance to the Campbell Conference Final against the Minnesota North Stars. What does, uh, you know what, uh, speaking of that game, the Calgary Flames were up 4-3 in that game. You can look it up. And then the Oilers turned it on. Paul Reinhardt was spectacular in that series back in 1984 as the Oilers uh, ended up uh, rallying, getting the 7-4 victory in a series that won seven games. Of course, the Oilers would go on, and uh, they took out the Minnesota North Stars in four straight. Brian Lawton was on that team for Minnesota. And then the Oilers swept, no, one and five against the uh, New York. They swept Minnesota and then one and five against the uh, New York Islanders. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight. What's he got shaken there, Mr. Escott? They're going to look back at the uh, Oilers split with the Habs and then you'll hear from CFL Commissioner Randy Ambrosi. All right, there you go. Now today is Earth Day and coming up today on 630 Chet Afternoons, 
uh, with Jalen Nye. The federal government has declared its plans to cut national greenhouse gas emissions by up to 45% by the year 2030. How are they going to accomplish this while at the same time keeping Alberta's oil and gas sector relevant? Natural Resources Minister Seamus O'Regan will join uh, Jalen Nye after 2 o'clock uh, news. So there you have it. Uh, the federal government, which is obviously holding Canada to a standard that no other oil producing country in the world uh, is uh, holding themselves to the same standard, targeting 2030 for a cut in national greenhouse gas emissions by 45% uh, by the year 2030. So I guess, I guess by the year. Whoa, what happened there? By I guess by 2030, we'll be in a position where uh, equalization payments will be coming from Quebec, maybe to the tune of $10 billion a year to Alberta. What do you all think of that? We'll have some fun tomorrow. Fluid show as we speak. We will tell you that uh, we got at least one special guest lined up for you. Atop of Sportsnet, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. And Jack Michaels will be on tomorrow's show as well, one of my two orders, radio play-by-play voices. Again, let's head off to a global news weather and traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Have a wonderful Earth Day, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.